Hello, and welcome to You Can't Go Back. I'm Silas Weathercock, joined by Mr. Gary Allen and possibly Mr. Canyon Jorgensen. Please join us. All right. Second episode. Uh, looks like we have eight listeners. So um, to our eight listeners, if you really exist, thanks for listening and hopefully we don't disappoint you. Uh, you know, uh, I'm going to start off by saying we were talking about this earlier. Do you wipe sitting down or standing up? Uh, I, or is that even a question? I mean, do, do some people wipe standing up? Because I have a confession. Go ahead. What, what's your thoughts? Uh, you're sitting down, right? Yeah, I think that's... that's yeah, okay. Kind of lean over and... I started off doing that. I, 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 I'm going to... I have to confess, and I don't know when I started doing this, but I started standing up to wipe. I know it's kind of embarrassing like now that all I... All the way, or you just like a weird hunch? Yeah, like a weird hunch. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and, and, and I have to make sure... See, it's really weird, though, but I have to make sure it, like the toilet paper is really <laughs> bunched up on my hand. Like, I have a lot. I probably use too much, because I don't want any chance that I accidentally wipe it on one of my fingers, you know? <laughs> but then we've talked about this before, the infamous poop flakes... That, you know, when you wipe, you get poop flakes. Like, if, you, if you're standing up, you get it on the floor. It's inevitable, right? Yeah, but if you're sitting down, a lot of times you might get it on this toilet seat, you know. So. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, I've got some uh, questions here that I'm going to ask. It's from uh, uh, this little trivia game that we got going here. Uh, I don't know if any of these really look particularly interesting. What percentage of people would rather play sport than watch it on TV? Oh, there's a lot of fat people in the world. Well, it says 8 out of 10. Oh, that's not a percent, but... Wait, what? Oh, Oh. oh, the answer is right... Uh, (laughs) Silly me, that's the that's 36%. 80%, but yeah, 36%. Okay, you know, um, you, I mean, you, you, here's you, here, play? I, you know, I never think about that because I did play sports, uh, growing up. Uh, I was, I was particularly good at basketball, but the rest of the sports I was terrible at. But when I watch sports, I don't really, no, I don't think about wanting to play too much. I don't think I ever had like a, I was always more of a fan than I was a player. You know, I liked to play, I enjoyed it, but I don't, I never had any uh, inkling that I had, or any idea that I would, uh, had what it took to become a professional sports player, any desire to. You know what I mean? I just liked the idea of being able to play on a team and just be competitive and, and, you know, just almost to stay engaged. I don't think I... I know I would never be good enough to be pro or anything, but I never really got into watching sports on TV. I'd rather go out and play. Yeah, and I've known people that I think the reason I became more of a fan than somebody had a desire to play is... When I, I think it depends on how you grow up. When I was growing up, uh, I grew up in this neighborhood and it was filled with other kids, other families... And sports was a really important part of me growing up. I mean, we loved sports. Like in the 1990s, yeah. it was all about the Atlanta Braves and the Dallas Cowboys and the Chicago Bulls because those were the one the teams yeah. winning championships at that time. 
And but being a sports fan, we and we used to. Do you remember the days of collecting baseball cards and sports oh, yeah. cards? Dude, I still have some. Yeah, and basketball that, cards, football cards. I think I think definitely. Obviously, they're still around and people still collect. But at that time, I remember in the eighties, it was a craze. There were people that had like a whole room dedicated to sports cards, rare cards, and everybody had them in these sort of uh, protective cases yeah, yeah, and yeah. the plastic. And you would have sheet like these books of plastic. Uh, protective casing that you know you would display all your like sports collection yeah and especially with baseball cards and so that kind of played into this whole idea of there was never an idea that you would become a player it was more along the lines of of you just admired the guys that were there you idolized them those were sort of like our heroes in a sense but it's weird thinking about it now because there was nothing about these guys other than the fact that they Threw a ball around or hit, you know, hit a ball with a bat that they, made them they special. Were good at what you wanted to be good yeah. at, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I think it was just this, uh, and we all rooted for different teams. And I remember uh, in those days, it was just the fact of watching sports because I remember. Even and I and I admit this, you know, in the beginning I was sort of like a bandwagon fan. Like you just kind of rooted for the team that won the championship that year, right? Yeah. So like a lot of people wore the Cowboys gear because they were winning everything at that time, you know. Or you wanted you everyone wanted the Michael Jordan jersey because yeah. you know he was always. Well, I rooted for the Cowboys when I was a kid because I'm from Texas. Yeah, that's different because you had Texas connection, but here nobody had a Texas connection. It was they were just good, you know? yeah, and they were just the big dogs and. You know, same thing with the Bulls and Michael Jordan. It's like, that was the dominant oh, team. I hated the Bulls, though. I did, too, because growing <laughs> up, I was like a Phoenix Sun and Los Angeles Lakers fan. Yeah. yeah. Phoenix yeah. Suns, man. For me, though, growing Charles up... Charles Barkley. Growing up, it's like... I had this love for the Lakers, too, because, uh, like, my grandfather was the kind of the one that kind of got me in, into sports in a big way. And he was from Los Angeles. So he was, uh, you know, with the, the Great Western Forum, they used to play there, and it was a Showtime Lakers. Uh, and I remember Magic Johnson, like, watching old VHS tapes of Ma- Magic Johnson playing. So I idolized, like, Magic Johnson was my first basketball love. But later on, I became sort of a Suns fan as well because I love Charles Barkley and those, and, you know, yeah. Danny Ainge, Tom Chambers, Kevin Johnson, all those Dude. guys, yeah. Yeah. Remember getting, like, the, uh, the cards from school, like, the bookmarks or something? What were they? Like the Phoenix Suns bookmarks. Yeah, you had. I, I remember like you finished books or yeah. something, and, and you those days collect and, them all. Yeah, th- in those <laughs> days, in those days, there was like a really big drive to like get people to read. Remember the uh, the book it? I think they did Pizza Hut, where you would get like a free personal pan pizza if you read a certain amount of books. Yeah, and you were really excited to get those personal pan. Pizza. I remember the personal pan pizza. I don't know if it was because I grew up in a family that we were like, my mom always cooked. So going out to eat was something we rarely did. Yeah, so like here. the personal pan pizza was just so amazing, man. If you could get oh, your hands on one. Oh, mine. Yeah. And now that you're an adult and you could just go and buy it anytime, it's just like, why did I ever, why did I get so excited about this? It's well, nothing. Plus, you know? it's, it's so tiny. It's so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. like, I want a real size pizza. But, you know, it, it's just funny how you, yeah, you don't appreciate things until... Yeah, uh, they just... You don't have them anymore, you know? Or you, you just... the Your perspective is different. Yeah, perspective changes now, for sure. I wanted to change gears a little bit. I was uh, on Reddit the other day, and there was a question. They posted a big question. All right. And, and I thought this was, this re- this was really interesting. And, uh, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relate some stories that, that was told on Reddit. I don't know if these are true or not. All right. But there are some... It, I could relate to these. Okay. Lay it on. The question was... What is the creepiest thing you ever experienced 
while either hitchhiking or taking a late night walk? And I liked that question because I used to take a lot of late night walks yeah. to clear my mind, especially in my teenage days and my high school days. And, and just, you know, like in my, tw- my er- very early 20s to clear my mind. I take walks. For some people, it was driving your car, which is probably safer, believe it or not. Like, or maybe it's not safer based on getting in an accident. But when you're walking late at night, like, okay, so... Your mind kind of wanders, though. Okay, so I'll, I'll tell the first story. All right. And then I'll kind of connect it to some of my own experiences. But they said that they were walking. This was a female, mind you. And I think this is important, and I'll explain why. It was a female walking, and there was this van, this blue van that passed her and then she thought nothing of it but then she saw it pass one more time then she turns a corner and goes down a completely different neighborhood and she sees the same van pass her because if this happens eight or nine times and at this point she's like okay either this guy is or gal is like looking for an address or they're following me okay (laughs) so she's walking she's about to get abducted and the van pulls just ahead of her and stops so she stops in, dead in her tracks and starts backing a little bit and it starts backing with her. And at this point, she starts to like turn and book it. And, and, and the guy or the gal, I, I say guy, I'm assuming, but I, or gal, who knows, starts speeding up and backing, backing up with her and then turns around. And at this point, she's in full panic mode yeah. and is just running and this car is like following her and, and she sees the van screech and she hears the door open so she jumps and she says that she, she's not an athletic person doesn't have great leaping ability but it was just fight or flight she just gets this burst of energy and just clears this this fence and this and, and she jumps in the bush of this back, dark backyard and just hides in this bush and stays very quiet and she can hear the footsteps of this guy and he can she can hear like the 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 feet on the on the fence like this guy is gonna like jump into the yard to get her or i i say guy because let's face it i just for some reason i can't i don't know i just can't you know i I, and i say i think it was important there was a female because i feel like and i've heard a lot of girls tell me this that they get catcalled a lot and that they have these experiences they tend to have these experiences more than guys yeah because let's face it, there a lot of women tend to get abducted by and raped, or they're more likely to be, you know, the victim of these violent crimes. It seems to me, and and you know, I could be wrong about that, and maybe I'm just making, you know, radical assumptions. But, but that being said, I used to walk late at night, and I have had similar, not that extreme. I never had someone follow me like that. Yeah. But, um, oh, by the way, this this girl, <laughs> you, you this never... girl, yeah, I didn't finish the story. She was okay. <laughs> okay. The guy left. Whoever it was. And so eventually after she said she sat there in fear for like half an hour to an hour and eventually like creeped out and ran, you know, and got over the fence and then eventually ran home. Um, it's funny, though, that probably the homeowners whose backyard shoot they were like hiding in probably had no idea that this was going. Yeah. But thankfully, this guy didn't try to jump the fence and grab her. Or maybe he just thought it was too much trouble. Maybe, yeah. you know, but he she she heard the foot, the, the feet. Uh, on the fence like he was trying to get over it but at some point she heard it stop and she didn't hear any footsteps approach her um creepy but i have had cars just pass me and then stop yeah and and then i've stopped in my track and then thankfully they've like they've and i and i've also experienced the same thing where a car will just continually pass me 
And I don't know if there's someone like scoping me out to see if I'm like uh, an easy victim and maybe they decided that I didn't look easy enough because I'm a guy or or if maybe they thought I was a female, but... <laughs> I don't know. But here's the thing. I remember in the 1980s, there was a big scare and there was a lot of abductions. And, uh, and in the area I was growing up in at the time, there was a lot of... There was a blue van that was supposedly taking kids or was suspected of taking kids and so every time you would see a blue van like every, all of us kind of got like scared like in the neighborhood We're like oh my god it's a blue van we get like all scared and we scurry away you know <laughs> um have, what about you have you ever had any uh not that i can think of did you ever go on like late night walks <sighs> no i don't think so well Maybe sometimes, but it's usually if I'm out with somebody, like, let's go walk, wander around. Right. And uh, it's never very creepy when you're with somebody. Right. Yeah. Well, oh, no, that's not true. There was one time we weren't walking. We, me and Josh, uh, my buddy Scooter Josh, we were driving back from the bar and it was like probably close to 2 a.m., and we were going home. We stopped by, like, this, I don't know, blank desert area to to have a wee. And uh, we stopped near this, like, tree. And we're sitting there. And I'm like, dude, do you fucking hear that? It sounds like fucking children's laughter. And he's like, uh, yeah, what the fuck? I'm like, let's get out of here. <laughs> So oh, yeah, man, that story. Did I tell great, you this? Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah. yeah, dude. So it was real creepy. We, yeah, we just finished and booked it out of there. Like, what the fuck? Why are kids laughing at two a.m. in the middle of the desert? Right. <laughs> like, I yeah, mean, there were houses around, but but it was so far out and it was so remote and it was so far removed from those. Yeah. And, and at the middle of the night, why would a group of kids? It's possible, but but like. And I'm not talking like it didn't sound like like teenagers laughing. I say, I mean, it sounded like toddlers like laughing. I'm like, right, that's creepy. Yeah, and it's like you know it it, it if. If there was some reason to think that or feel that, you kind of – you're a smart guy. Like you kind of feel or know that. You'd be like, oh, I think there's some kids here. You would sense it. Based, because if – how close did they sound? Uh, closer than the house. But is, is, was there a lot of like foliage or a lot of bushes or trees where they could hide behind? No, there were like a few and right. then just empty So essentially, if the they houses. were in fact there, you would have seen them. I would, And you didn't. You know? I would think so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe they were teenagers and <laughs> they were laughing that we stopped to piss. Yeah. And we just freaked out because we were, I don't know, maybe we were drunker than we thought we were. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it just creeped us out, but I don't know. It's one of those things you do, it, it makes you pause to reflect. It's something you remember because it's bizarre enough, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things you can't prove. I think that, uh, oh, but okay, the sec- here's the second story. All right. The second story on Reddit is a guy, it was like two in the morning or something. And, you know, he, he, he said he's the type of guy who, you know, stays up late and he had the, the, the next day off. And his dog needed to use the restroom. So he's like, well, why don't I just go for a walk? The dog seems to be pretty active at this time. Let me go take him for a walk and he can use the restroom. So he's walking his dog 
and he's allowing his dog to sort of pee in his front yard and go by his front yard. Yeah. And there's the neighbor's house next to him. And he said, like, basically out of nowhere, like, there's, like, a wooded area behind, you know, him and his, his house and his neighbor's house. And it's a really small neighborhood. He just sees this girl that's just this woman that's, he said it's, like, freezing out. And she's in shorts and a tank top. And she has this very, she's very, like, almost abnormally lanky looking. And she's just like right beside him. And he's like, I didn't, he just, he didn't hear any footsteps or anything. And, and so he's just looking at her and she, and he can tell that she's just like pausing and just staring at him. And he said, it's kind of dark, but he can just feel her eyes upon him. And he's like, hi, hi, how you doing? She's like, how are you? She's like, tell me how I can get in this house. And, and she points at his neighbor's house. He's like, well, I know the people who live there, you don't live there. So I don't think that you should try to get into that house probably through the front door crazy and she way. goes she goes i'll find a way and he said that she just kind of ran and just kind of seemed to almost with if not supernatural just abnormal ability kind of jump up without even using her hands and not even using her feet or hands to, to sort of you know the project you know sort of like throw herself over you know as for leverage she just seems to almost leap up on top of the fence and then just jumps like into the wooded area. And then he, he goes and get back into his backyard and, and, and basically essentially like goes back around to the wooded area and he just doesn't see anybody. But he said he didn't hear any footsteps or anything. But like he said the thing, he's like, and he was thinking in his mind, he's like, okay, maybe it was just somebody that was on drugs, right? But he said the thing that really struck him as strange was how she was able to just with one leap, he's like, he's like, it's possible like she could just be very strong or athletic, but he's like, even the most athletic person to be able to just leap and have that kind of vertical leap, because how much, how tall are most fences, right? Like, six feet. Six feet, like at least, right? Like possibly even seven sometimes. It's like, who can do that? Can you do that? I mean, you're tall, you're six four, like, You've got a decent vertical. Could you do that? Could you run and just jump with, yeah, without using your hands or being or like resting your feet on the fence? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's pro athletes that can do that, but right. I can't. <laughs> now you know it comes back to the thing where it's like, it seems like one of those stories, and you hear these stories. It's like, it's not crazy enough to be made up to me. It's just crazy enough to be make you pause and doubt it a little bit and be like yeah. well, maybe this guy's lying but it's it's you start to think to yourself why would you share a story that's not really that creepy but but is creepy but it's not like because if you're gonna make it up why not just go completely crazy yeah and say that she like levitated and like the demon came, you know what i mean like why would you want to go on there and like oh i'm gonna try to trick them by making it just believable enough you know what i mean like something like that just seems like it, it, i don't know it my BS meter, and I, I consider myself to have a pretty decent BS meter, but maybe I mean, I'm just... maybe he might not be trying to BS anybody, but my my thoughts are always maybe... It, cause, and also, you have to think, it is late at night, it's poorly lit, so yeah. maybe he didn't realize that she had, in fact, rested her hands up and just... You know, because especially if you're on drugs or something, yeah, maybe you get your was, adrenaline's rushing. Maybe he was inebriated a little bit. Right. Why, why was he always up so late? Maybe he's a drinker, a smoker, like... Smoked pot, right? Something. And so, and so he's not remembering it right, or it's hazy. Yeah, I mean, same with me and my story. I'm like, as I was telling it, I'm just like, oh, you know what? I've, there probably were people out, and I didn't see them, and 
we had been drinking. Right. So, I don't know. It's always... that. That's where my mind goes. Right. I always think that there's just a question of... Yeah, I of, mean... Of the person's mental state as right. you're experiencing the... the uh, yeah, yeah, the phenomenon. The, yeah, the, and uh, the incident. I don't know what to call it. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like these kind of things though. It's just uh, it's uh, yeah. Man, I I want to believe in ghosts. I'm still trying to. I'm right. Wanna, I want to see some. That's a lot of skeptic and a lot of skeptics say that you know they're like, believe me, man. I want to believe in God. Believe me, I want to believe in UFOs or Bigfoot. Yeah. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. But I just I need to see the evidence, man. It's just. You know, yeah. extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Yeah. And it's just, I don't have it. But that's what, exactly what I love about ghost stories. They're very personal, right? It doesn't matter. It's not, it's, you don't tell these stories to make somebody a believer in the paranormal. You tell these stories because it's something that has affected you so deeply that it's made you pause to reflect your own sense of reality and your place in, in, in this life. And yeah, but that's also uh, comes from a point of firm belief but through ignorance because you don't exactly know what's going on right but you believe wholeheartedly that you had an experience that you can yeah yeah it's the same thing with religion how like how religion got started i maybe right like people couldn't explain why it rained or why it didn't rain and the crops were bad, so they would pray to whatever god for some rain. Right. Because they didn't know any better. Yeah. They didn't... Science wasn't around. I just that, really, I really appreciate tales, even tall tales, even BS tales. Oh, I like I, stories. The, the stories are great, and I feel like it's... They're fun, I think, for sure. I think there's always going to be... In most of us, a craving for these kind of stories, right? Oh, the, the art of storytelling and like kind of uh, passing the, the peace pipe and, and telling the tale, like you know, and everyone gets a chance to tell. Yeah, I think, I think people do enjoy that, but it, it's there's just with the, the amount of distraction, the the amount of uh, distractions that we have in today's society, like there's just doesn't seem to be as much room for these kind of things where it's like. You know, oh, oh yeah, that's great. Hold on, do you see this on Instagram or that's well, great? Do you see this no, on Facebook? You those know? are the people. Well, okay, no, I mean the the distractions are becoming the stories, like the stories are becoming. Yeah, our, that's our, a good point, right? Songs and our movies. Yeah, and, the symbols are changing. There's always yeah. a craving for symbols, but the symbols are changing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you know, you so even everyone's just got to start putting their their crazy stories into art to to get it out. That's there. right. Yeah. Because the storytelling is just... And that's a good point. And and I'm even guilty of this. We always say, oh, we don't do things this way. It's just gone. It's a different age. We're just... everything. Everything's lost. But it's not lost. They've just taken on a different form. Yeah, it's just evolved. It's just evolved. And you can't see it because it's not not in in the shape or form that you're used to seeing it. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. And I think um, one of the things you're really seeing is people rallying behind like have you noticed this thing where American flags are like this excessive need where everyone's putting an American flag on their car or truck drivers that have an American flag flying out the back of the bed of their truck oh uh, I used to see and it's a just lot, like a lot of American I'm seeing a lot of American flag imagery I used to think it was all uh <laughs> fuck what do you call it <laughs> oh god when, uh, all right, whatever, never mind. No, what when, were you when, oh, God, what's the fucking word? 
Wait, give me, give me a hint. Shit, I don't know. When when you're making fun of, when you're like mocking something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, they're like, mocking. Yeah. To like mock. It's like a parody. Yeah, it's like yeah. A, yeah. Like, oh, I'm mockingly prideful. It's like. No, it's definitely not that. It's they mean this with all their heart. Yeah. There is a strange patriotism I started, that's I happening. Realizing, that and that's it's fine. True. There, there's things. There's things worth celebrating about America, and that's fine. But I was thinking to myself, but isn't the love for your country? something that you should just carry in your heart that you you, bring, you you carry with you every day by treating people with kindness and trying to live out the values that you feel you're, you know make your country great you know isn't that why do, would you need a flag you know why would you need these symbols and I realize it's this craving for symbols right we, these symbols you know right now it might take on the form of the American flag sometimes symbols disappear and then they come back you know what I mean like because when I was growing up I don't remember the American flag being everywhere but all of a sudden I see it creeping back in you know, and even, you know, like I even see now with um, one of the things is like uh, June, you know, June is Pride Month. So it's like you see a lot of the rainbow oh, yeah, flag, right? Yeah. But it's a symbol for people to rally behind, right? And like this, 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 this is, means something to us and it means something bigger. And we're, you know, this is a cause that we're fighting for. So um, I think, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about. It's like I think people need stories and need symbols, but they just take on different forms, you know. And yeah. they'll always, it, like you said, it always evolves. People just want to, they want something to rally behind. Mm-hmm. And they want a shared experience and something where yeah. they can um, celebrate together, you know. So the, the, the flag, in a sense, is, um, it, 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 it is what, in their mind, binds us all together. As a, you know, what do we have, like, almost four, uh, like, four, what is it, like, almost 400 million people in this country now? Yeah. And we're joined by Canyon. Hello, Canyon. Howdy. So, uh, yeah, we were just talking about the uh, need for uh, symbols in the country. But why don't we, um, why don't we do our, what we did uh, the first time around. And let's read some reviews from Amazon. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? Let, let's, let's read an Amazon review. We'll close with an Amazon review. All right. Hang on. Let me figure out how to All right, let's, let's choose Toaster. Let's, let's let's look up toaster on Amazon and we'll pick the first product and we'll we'll read some of the. Uh... Reminds me of Jesse. Oh, that's right. He was toast. Toast. He was toast. toast. Yeah. He had the toast tattoo. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, he was toast. Was it just... Well, here's the thing. He, he it was his first tattoo and he decided to randomly just get a toast and it was his friend's idea. It was very random. It had no real meaning. Uh, and then yeah, when he was in jail, they saw it and they started calling him toast. So. Huh. Kind of a, I thought it was because he was done for. So oh, they called him toast. Toast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was... No, he told me because it was the tattoo he had on this. I, I just made that up on my own. I never heard the story of why. Whatever. Oh, well. Uh, All right. So, um, yeah. So, um, what we'll do is... Um, okay, we'll get here. We'll get, let's look up toaster. All right. Um... No, it's the same as I'm playing. God forbid you don't steal a gallon of water. I know. <clears throat> Who puts those little paint stickers on there? I do. I grab my own gun. Gosh darn stickers. They have a, do they have like a paint gun? No, it's just a... Is it for employees only? Yeah, I think so. It's like if you have something for that you're keeping at work... 
that you've just bought. You just so they need it. to. So they know. Let everybody know that you're not walking out with a gallon of drinking water. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> this is the Hamilton Beach Modern Chrome Four Slice Toaster. Okay. Four slices. Four slices. About the um, let's take a look. I Some people, uh oh, uh oh, Lee says one star cheap junk. Never toasted evenly since day one, it would toast one side dark and the other side light. One handle snapped off, and then just a few uses later, the other handle snapped off. It's a cheap toaster, and you get what you pay for. Yeah, uh oh, another one star. This is not looking good. Strong Wolf says poor handle design. So we seem to have a problem with the handles. This toaster has a plastic handle attached to a plastic lever that is very delicate and will break off with the slightest pressure on the outer edge. Whatever happened to the good old days, you get like cast iron and then you put a little bit of butter on your bread, one side, other side. Yeah, you know, and and it's interesting because no matter where we're at technologically, you know, we're still making toast the way we did. I don't know how long we had toasters, probably for... 20s? Since the 20s? 30s? Is that too early? I don't know. Is there such thing as gas-powered toasters? I don't know. Or like, <laughs> like coal toasters? Miss Benware said, one star. You had only one job. One job. Received my new toaster today. First picture is the toaster I received, and second photo is the stock photo on Amazon. Can you spot the difference? If not, watch the video. Find a good, find a good review. Let's okay, I, I, I don't think uh, I can't. Yeah, okay, so uh, well, stars, you know what? Well, listen, listen. Toaster to be fair, let's be fair. Amazing. It's let's so be fair. brown. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you one thing I like about toast. I like I like my toast brown. That's how I like my toast. Just, just brown, brown. My Hamilton Beach toaster made my life complete. Julia and Jonathan gave it a full five stars. There you go. They said better than expected. Okay, so forget what all these other people are saying. Listen to Julie and Jonathan. What's a toaster that's better than expected? <laughs> yeah, it's like, just like it made the sandwich for like me. Like you're expecting, like, you're expecting this cheap like one star toast. And yeah, and it's like it's gonna fun. really suck, and the handle's gonna fall off. And you're like, oh my god, <laughs> this thing is freaking amazing! It's giving me seventeen pieces of great toast. The toaster's better than expected. They said this toaster looks way better and feels to be a much higher quality than the other reviews scared me into thinking. See, I was quite pleased, especially for the price. It toasts quickly, fairly evenly, and is very attractive. So the only thing that we know is that they purchased the toaster knowing that the reviews were shit. Yeah. And then ended up being better than they thought they were based on those reviews that they had read. Why did they purchase it in the first place? <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. They just saw all one It's a crappy like, toaster. They're like, hey, you can't argue with the price, though. Hey, hun, hun. <laughs> let's get it. Let's, let's get it anyways. All four sides and most of the top, except for the metal around the opening, stays touchable throughout the toast cycle. So you avoid burn marks on you and your children. <laughs> your children are scarred from uh, bad toasters. Dude, this is probably can we talk about, can we talk about the toast, toast cycle? Like the, they yeah, they mentioned the toast cycle. Oh, like the duration. Yeah, the duration. Well, yeah, yeah. but I, I just love the, the scientific way that they put it. Yeah, the yeah. Uh-oh. Dude, there this is, is more... probably someone that works for Oster. Oh, so This isn't like all good, though. Like... This isn't all good. It said, my unit did come with a small ding on one side, as others reported, but it looks like something I could easily pull out with a suction cup and a little effort. So, you know, I'm picturing, like... Who is this person? <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, honey, can you go get that suction cup and get that ding out of our toaster so I can give it a five-star review? It's like... Yeah, no problem. Hold on, let me get right on that. But if you just want a really nice looking toaster that toasts your bread for a reasonable cost, 
this is the model to go with. So I, I'm going to stick with that one, right? I, I think that seems like a... Do you know what the re- best kind of toaster is? I toast my bread. It comes out. It's perfect. I throw some peanut butter on there. And then by the time I'm getting ready to eat that peanut butter toast, the peanut butter is like it's melted. melted in there. Just yeah. perfect. That's the best kind of toaster. Well, dude, I I don't even care for so much for toast. Like, if I'm just going to eat a sandwich, I'll just eat a sandwich. Why add another step? Why toast it? Texture? The crunch? Yeah, I mean, it's okay. But that's just taking more time out of my eating. That's just adding more time to the prep. Mm. I'm not big into prep time. I okay this was interesting though and I don't know why I did this but there was a time where see I I, I never had a conventional toaster I always had toaster oven that yeah, was always I what could, I had yeah, I, mean, yeah. I did this weird thing and I don't know it's what so it versatile is. it does so much more and than I a damn toaster and I did this thing though. where yeah. instead of so putting the butter after toasting you did a wild toast before yeah yeah I don't know why it's fine I, 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 people made me feel that. really stupid about that but I don't know. I mean, you're going to get some... I don't do it anymore. I think I, I, people have made me wise to how foolish that was. Yeah. I mean, I throw butter. You put butter on something before you fry it. So Yeah, I, mean, I put know. butter in the stuff before I bake it. Not like after I pull it out of the oven. I'm like, oh, throw some butter on this corn. Well, you don't, you don't put butter on your corn after it's done cooking? Corn on the cob. Yeah, you don't put butter on it after that? You don't like... I, th- I threw it, rub the, the stick of butter on it, like with the little handles you stab it with, and like... You know, I probably should. I threw, I threw it in the... Salt I threw it in the tinfoil first. No, 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 that's a good idea, too. Well, with that being said, gentlemen, <laughs> we had another half an hour go by, and, uh... Yes, sir. Peace in the Middle East. Thank you for joining us for another edition of You Can't Go Back.